0: Progressive. Respectful. Mentoring. Compassionate. These are the values of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. And now we proudly present Palmdale Regional Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. If you experience urinary leakage, pelvic pain or dysfunction, you are not alone. Welcome to Palmdale Regional Radio. I'm Melanie Cole, and today we're discussing urge incontinence. Joining me is Ann Ellis. She's a physical therapist at Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Ann, it's a pleasure to have you join us again today. Tell us a little bit about incontinence. Is this a normal part of aging? Is it something we just have to accept? Hello, Melanie. Thank you for welcoming me. And you know what? It is not normal. It's common,
1: but it's not normal. So I always encourage people when I meet them on the street and we happen to to, to to chit chat about this type of thing, I will encourage them to seek the help of a medical professional and request a referral to a pelvic floor physical therapist.
0: So then tell us a little bit about how people describe this condition to you. I mean, it, it sometimes people don't tell their providers about it because it could be embarrassing and they don't want to discuss it and they think there's nothing that can be done. So tell us a little bit about really what it means for people and how it affects their quality of life.
1: So it is definitely something that they will hold on to for for quite some time. They will live with it for quite some time, and they can be embarrassed about it. They don't always talk to their doctors about it. Um, so usually, when they walk into my clinic or the clinic where I work, they have a referral and they have a diagnosis. So I know what the issue is when they walk in. So I bring it up so they don't have to. And they can be embarrassed about it, men more so than women, typically, from my experience. And um, they will have, um, you know, they'll, I actually bring it up to them. So, like, I'll say, hey, this is what's going on. And I kind of have a way of normalizing that kind of information. So, because I talk about things like, you know, incontinence, fecal and urinary, and then I'll have talk with them about pain with intercourse, so I talk about these things all day long, so it's pretty normal for me. And I've had patients say that they were pretty comfortable talking about the situation um, you know, when they come into the clinic. So I guess that's a gift of mine. i'm I'm glad that I have it because of what I do.
0: So tell us why this happens and the the different types, and we're talking about urge today, but there are many types, yes? There are, yeah, you're absolutely right. So
1: there are three main types of urinary incontinence, urge. So I'll explain that one. That's when you have a really strong urge to urinate and you usually will leak. um, It's either a small leak or a full loss of bladder, but they'll leak during other times too. And it's kind of interesting because they'll leak when like it's cold outside or with the sound of running water, or when they get home and they're trying to get into the house, they usually will have that really strong urge. Um, When they get in get home and they put their key in the door. That's called key in door syndrome. So that's urge incontinence. Stress incontinence is when they leak with some sort of force on the body, like a cough, laugh, sneeze, with a change in position, those types of things. Mixed incontinence is the combination of both urge and stress incontinence. And then there are other terms out there, like functional incontinence. That's where you can't get to the bathroom because maybe you are, you know, you have some sort of um, medical condition, like you're in a wheelchair, so you can't quite get there in time to use the restroom. There's a continuous incontinence. That's just basically a flow. It's like you can't control any of your urine. Um, Overflow incontinence, which is when the bladder doesn't empty completely, so you will leak. Um, There's an insensible incontinence, which is when you're not aware of the leakage. And then another term that I've heard before is coital incontinence, which is leaking during intercourse.
0: Well, thank you for that very comprehensive answer. So tell us a little bit if we know what underlying causes are risk factors and when really it's time to seek help.
1: These are risk factors for pelvic floor dysfunction, and that can be urge incontinence as well. So like if they've had pelvic surgeries before, if they have a higher um, body mass index, um, usually means higher weight, chronic constipation, chronic coughing, hypertension, diabetes, connective tissue disorders... Neurological disorders like multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's disease, stroke, brain tumor, spinal cord injury if they have a COPD, which is something that affects your lungs, um, if they smoke. Um, for women, it's for those who have had multiple pregnancies that have reached a viable gestational age. Um, with menopause and um, any kind of obstetric trauma, if they've given birth and they've had like a forceps birth or a vacuum birth. And with men specifically, it's with uh, prostate cancer or a prostatectomy. And when to seek help, I always say seek help immediately. Um, a lot of, like I said earlier, a lot of patients, a lot of people will live with it for a long time because they think it's a normal part of aging, or they think, "Well, I gave birth, so that means I'm going to leak," and that's not that shouldn't be the case. So, go out and seek a pelvic floor physical therapist. I urge you. Oh, that's funny. No pun intended.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is funny. So tell us what you do with people. How do you treat them? Tell us about the the environment. And since this is kind of a difficult situation for many people to discuss, what is pelvic floor physical therapy like?
1: Well, let's see. I'll talk about how I treat pelvic floor issues in general, and then I'll talk specifically about um, urge incontinence. So with regular just pelvic floor physical therapy, there are different ways that 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 can be treated. So kegels, um, other exercise, because the pelvic floor muscles, they work in conjunction with the muscles surrounding the hips. So everything should be strong in order to keep you continent or dry. Other types are like with um, the use of dilators, which help to stretch the pelvic floor muscles. There's something called a TENS unit, which most people have used maybe if they've had back pain or knee pain. It's those like that prickly kind of sensation that they have with the, the pads that they put on. That that actually can be used with a sensor inside the pelvis for strengthening those muscles. Um, there's biofeedback, which kind of gives the patient a visual to know if they're they're pelvic floor muscles are too tight or they're too relaxed or if they're actually doing a Kegel, some people have not really had a lot of sensation of those pelvic floor muscles and don't know if the muscles are too tight or too relaxed. So that biofeedback can help them with that as well. And as far as um, treating urge incontinence specifically, there's something called urge suppression techniques, which is it's a challenge. It, it definitely takes some, some time and some energy and some patience with yourself because it takes about 6 to 12 weeks to, it's basically retraining the bladder. And so it helps your mind, your bladder to calm yourself down when you have that really strong urge. And then you can slowly and calmly walk to the bathroom and with control. Another thing we do is a bladder retraining program. And that's where you learn how to hold your urine longer, because a lot of the times with urge incontinence, some of these people have either they have waited too long to use the restroom over and over and over for years, or they go to the bathroom too often. So the, the connection between the bladder and the brain, they're just talking to each other too much. So this is a way to retrain the bladder. The other is with pelvic floor muscle strengthening. Now, all of the three things that I explained here are what I can do as a physical therapist. There are other options out there. If you see a urologist, they might give you some medications, Botox injections, um, this It's called percutaneous tibial nerve stimulation. It's where they put a small needle into the nerve at the ankle. That nerve will go up to the sacral nerve plexus is what it's called, and that basically is the same um, nerve root that helps to um, regulate the bladder. So that treatment typically takes about 12 weeks, and then there's also the option of surgery.
0: Wow, there are so many options today. And so, is, are these only for women, or can men use it, like for prehab if they know they're going to have prostate surgery, or they've already had it? Can this help men as well? Yes, and that's such a good question. Um, men usually come in and they're not even sure,
1: you know, why they're here in, in the clinic. So, um, and actually, some women too. But yes, we I use pelvic floor physical therapy on both women and on men, and most, let's see. I think I probably have about 40% of my patient caseload are men, and most of them have had a prostatectomy. So they go in, they get the surgery because they had prostate cancer. They get that prostate removed, and then they'll have urinary leakage. And a side note, they'll have erectile dysfunction sometimes. So physical therapy can help with both of those. And then you mentioned prehab, so there have been some research uh, um, articles out there that show that prehab is really good for post-prostatectomy patients or to help them get ready for the prostatectomy. And that's kind of along the the whole um, physical therapy spectrum, really. So they've noticed that prehab is good for like a total knee replacement and other issues as well. So it's kind of across the board, it's been like a good thing to do to get those muscles prepared and strengthened before you go into surgery.
0: Absolutely. And and, as we wrap up, because this is really such great information, what would you like listeners to know? about urge incontinence and the help that's available at Palmdale Regional Medical Center and things that you encourage them to do at home to live a healthy lifestyle that can help them and whether or not it can even be prevented.
1: Yeah, I say I would say to pay attention to your body. Know if you are having any kind of issue with urination. Seek help. Seek help right away. Talk to somebody. See where you, where you can go to get... Um, a referral to get into pelvic floor physical therapy. And maybe th- pelvic floor physical therapy won't be what, you know, will work for you, but it's, it's a good starting point because the other options are, like I said, surgery and, you know, Botox injections, those types of things, medications. So it might be a good idea to start with the more conservative side. Um, you can also, to stay healthy, um, maintain a healthy weight. If you're a little bit on the bigger side, that could lead to issues as well. Um, keep yourself exercising, so keep those hips strong. Do your kegels, although sometimes kegels are not right for everyone. Some patients, depending on the issue that they are having, shouldn't be doing kegels. So always seek the, the help of a pelvic floor physical therapist to see, you know, where your pelvic floor stands and, you know, what you should be doing for, for that. Stop smoking if you're smoking. That can lead to chronic coughing and issues with the muscles. So that's not a good idea, as you already know. Um, Keep yourself regular so you're not constipated because that can lead to pelvic floor dysfunction. So drink enough water, exercise, get enough fiber in your diet. Don't hold your urine for too long. Um, the normal amount is every two to four hours. So you should be urinating every two to four hours. And then don't go to the bathroom too frequently because then that then the bladder will start to send signals up to the brain quicker to say, okay, I have to go to the bathroom. I have to go to the bathroom over and over again. So basically just stay healthy, pay attention to your bladder, see what's going on. And if you have any kind of change in bladder or bowel function, seek the help of a pelvic floor physical therapist.
0: Great information. What a great message for listeners to hear. Thank you so much, Anne, for coming on and sharing your expertise with us today. That concludes another episode of Palmdale Regional Radio with Palmdale Regional Medical Center. Please visit our website at palmdaleregional.com for more information and to get connected with one of our providers. Please also remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and all the other Palmdale Regional Medical Center podcasts. Physicians are independent practitioners who are not employees or agents of Palmdale Regional Medical Center. The hospital shall not be liable for actions or treatments provided by physicians. I'm Melanie Cole.